Hello and welcome to Embody, a safe place where we discuss what it really means to be fully human in today's modern culture. We aim to explore the embodied practices that help support our nervous system regulation and responsiveness, which is fundamental for improving our health, promoting healing, balancing our hormones and ultimately our happiness. I'm your host, Michelle Major, and for over a decade I've been developing and delivering stress management, well-being and emotional resilience courses to a wide range of organisations and students. In addition to my accredited training academy, I also support clients therapeutically from my private practice on the north coast of Northern Ireland, as well as online. I am passionate about breaking the stigma and misinformation surrounding women's mental health through a trauma-informed lens. I am so delighted to connect with you. Let's dive in, be curious and courageous together. Hello and a very warm welcome to the very first episode of Embody with me, your host, Michelle Major. I am delighted to connect with you wherever you are in the world today and whatever platform that you're listening on. You are very welcome and it's great to have you. So on this very first episode, I thought it might be nice to talk a little bit about embodiment and the intelligence of the body and how embodiment is actually really difficult and really tricky in today's modern culture and to unpack a little bit about why that is and hopefully as a result of that you feel a little less alone and you feel a little more connected to yourself and to others and that I guess it 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 gives you a sense of what it really is to be deeply human and to normalize the human experience, which on so many occasions can be made to feel very separate in today's modern culture. So the intention behind this podcast is to create real life mirrors because I believe we just don't have enough real life mirrors in our society. And a real life mirror means that as humans, we feel more seen, we feel more heard, we feel more understood, and we feel like we belong. And whilst we feel like we belong, we also have wholeness and authenticity to explore the world with wonderment curiosity and compassion and I guess as as well as all of those things we realize that there's actually nothing wrong with us and there's nothing wrong with you or anyone else for that matter but there's actually plenty wrong with our culture and plenty wrong with our society. So the intention and the aim is to break down the stigma attached to mental health Because a traditional way of mental health is feeling that there's something wrong with you or that there's a label placed on you. 
And I believe we should really be asking the question like, well, what happened to you? Even just living and breathing in today's world can be hugely, hugely stressful, hugely stressful. And we know that a lot of people are living with chronic stress. So that has a huge impact on our nervous system. So with that being said, let's, um, let's talk about what I kind of have discovered over the last 11 years in private practice, working both with clients and with groups. And during that period, I, I've really come to realize how hugely important the body is on our healing journey and how much how much the nervous system and how much the body is really ignored in so many trainings. Um, thankfully, there is a lot more talk, a lot more information out there now about the importance of the body. But if we look at our culture and if we look at our society, there's a huge amount of value placed on the mind, placed on our thoughts, placed on what we call a top-down approach. So a top-down approach is where we really value the thought process and the cognitive. And when we value that, there tends to be this theme of override. So our mind tends to override what the body is trying to communicate to us. Also, there seems to be a huge message about being super productive. So productivity is valued much more than rest is in our society. And there is this idea that, you know, we need to push through, power through, be more, produce more. And it's nearly like stress and being busy is more valued than resting and playing and exploring and honoring the deep, deep intelligence of our body. So there is an invitation on this podcast and on all of the podcasts to just notice when you hear the word embodiment what happens on the inside? So when you think about the word embody, does it produce any feelings? Does it influence any sensation in your body? Perhaps there might be images that come to mind when you think of embodiment. So what's your relationship with the word embodiment, even just the word embodiment, it's good, it's good to explore. And you will find through this podcast, there will be invitations to check in with your body. And when we check in with our body, an embodied practice or a somatic practice is when we talk about a bottom-up process. So a top-down process is really the, the cognitive, our thoughts, our beliefs, 
how we communicate to ourselves and to others through words and through our mind. And then a bottom-up approach is where we explore, well, what is happening in the body somatically? What am I noticing? Am I noticing any sensation in the body? Am I noticing any feelings or emotion in the body? So pendulating to the body. And what that does is it helps us get out of our heads and get out of thinking and thoughts. But it also helps us to get out of meaning making. And, you know, we live in a society that creates a lot of meaning out of things. And then we do that too. We create narratives. And sometimes the narratives are really helpful that we create in our minds. And sometimes the narratives that we create are not helpful. So one way that we can we can open other channels of communication is to drop into the body and notice what we're noticing moment to moment. And of course, for some people, dropping into the body perhaps doesn't feel safe. It perhaps isn't a comfortable place to be. And if that's the case, then there is an invitation to just notice. And as you notice, just check out. Check out. It's okay to check out. Yeah, so you can check out. And perhaps now in this moment, you can notice, is there anything catching your eye in your room? Is there anything that you're noticing that perhaps you've never noticed before? And that just gives our body a chance to settle. So this idea of powering and pushing through at all costs and and even this idea of getting out of our comfort zone and feeling the fear and doing it anyway whilst we hear all of those concepts and whilst yes they can be really helpful it's always good to check in with the body well how do okay my head wants me to power through and push through but does my body what is my body actually communicating to me And that language, the language of the body, as I call it, can be like learning a whole new language. Like it really, really can. It really can. (laughs) But our bodies are constantly communicating to us through very subtle messages. And sometimes the messages aren't subtle. Sometimes the messages are very loud and very shouty messages. So what I have discovered, as I said, over the last 11 years is, and certainly in more recent years, um, I've noticed an increase in anxiety and depression and autoimmune issues. Interestingly, a lot of the autoimmune issues that I've noticed are from women, more so than men. Um, and, And to be really frank, I felt quite limited in my professional approach in helping clients and helping groups. And it wasn't that my trainings weren't good because they were, and I've had lots of different, I've taken lots of different courses and lots of different trainings over the years. And all of the things I I, I was sharing were, were helpful to a point, but they were only really sticking a sticky plaster over it. And 
I was really curious about what could I do to really support my clients and my groups at a much, much deeper level. And what I discovered was somatic experiencing. And I discovered somatic experiencing actually quite a long, long time ago, um, but didn't actually start the training then until 2020. So I had been reading a lot of Dr. Peter Levine's books, and I also was a huge fan of Dr. Gabor Mate as well. And it just so happened that I made contact with a wonderful lady after the birth of my son. And the birth of my son was 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 traumatic. There's no other way around it. It was it was a difficult and it was a traumatic birth. Um, a birth that I had planned and hoped and dreamed would be in a birthing pool in my front living room, which ended up needing a hospital transfer in an ambulance. And whilst it was still a natural, and I'm using the word natural in inverted commas because all births are natural, um, but it was assisted. Um, and then I needed uh, to go to theatre after the birth of my son to get my placenta manually removed, which was absolutely horrific. So in my recovery of this birth, of my birth, I was seeking out ways to help both myself and my son. And through cranial sacral therapy, um, I met this wonderful woman and when I went into her practice I noticed on her table Dr. Peter Levine's book Awakening the Tiger Within and I said oh I've read that book too it's quite quite a brilliant book isn't it so we started talking about somatic experiencing and I said oh I'd really love to do the course but you know, you have to go to Europe or London and it's three years and ideally I'd like to do the course in person here. And she said, well, actually, I'm in my final year of that course and um, I'm doing it here in Ireland. And I was like, oh, wow, can you send me details? So I made contact with the course director and um, yeah, inquired about it. And that was back in 2015. So the seed had been planted and the curiosity had been planted, but it just was not the right time for me to do the training. It's a three-year post-advanced uh, training and I had just had a little baby and it just wasn't the right time. But it was always there as something that I really wanted to do. And then, as I say, in more recent years, when I felt quite limited in my professional approach. Um, the time was right. My son is now eight. Uh, 
And in 2020, I did the introductory course to somatic experiencing trauma training. And I'm nearly finished the three-year post-advanced clinical training. And fingers crossed, I graduate in October 2023. So it has been a fantastic three years. Um, The assistants, the senior assistants, the supervisors, the trainers, and also the the other professionals that are on the training. It's just been absolutely fantastic. And what it has done is it's added a lot of depth to the quality of my work. And here's the thing. Here's the really interesting thing. I thought I was embodied before I started this training. I genuinely did. You know, I'd been sharing breathing exercises and breathing techniques for years upon years before doing this training. One of the practices that I share and have shared for 11 years is yoga nidra. And yoga nidra is a very embodied practice. I share movement in my um, groups Um, I'm very connected to nature, you know, all of these things that would would indicate that I was coming from a place of embodiment. And I guess on reflection, I was embodied to a certain point. Um, But certainly this training has just been so experiential and amazing that my embodiment has deepened and widened and I guess that has happened because when we work with our nervous system we drop into different wells of depth and width we talk about these wells that we that we drop into and uh, somatic experiencing is is an experiential practice and as I have as I say in all of my accredited courses and trainings and workshops and webinars and even when working with clients it's so important for our nervous system that we have two things that we have both the education and we have the knowledge so we can cognitively understand so the top-down approach is is important. It really is important. But then through experiential practice, we invite the body to join the mind. And through the integration of both education and both experiential practice, then we really, really get to work with our nervous system. And I guess that is true embodiment. True embodiment is where we feel we are connected to ourselves physically, emotionally, mentally, psychologically, physiologically, spiritually. And we feel a sense of wholeness within ourselves that, that yeah, that we're connected to not only, pardon me, not only ourselves, But there is a connection to other people and there is a connection to our land, to nature. So that connection runs wide and deep for you to connect with yourself on a much deeper level. 
And with that in mind, if you are a resident of Northern Ireland or the south of Ireland for that matter, uh, there is another invitation that I'd like to share with you. And that is the invitation to join me for a full day of embodiment on Saturday, the 6th of May at Roe Valley Therapy Centre in Limavady from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. It's a beautiful day where we explore both the education and also the experiential side of somatics, of nervous system attunement and nervous system education, and also the concepts of co-regulation and self-regulation and what that actually feels like. Because a lot of people are hearing these terms on Instagram, through books, which is fantastic. But knowing something, as I said before, is very, very different from embodying something. So if you live close by or you fancy a little trip to the northwest of Northern Ireland, you are very welcome to join me. I will put the link for um, the full day workshop on the notes and you can have a look and see if it's something that resonates with you. If you are a professional and you would like to share embodied practices with your clients or with your groups, I am also running an accredited professional training course, which starts on Tuesday, the 16th of May. And this is a very comprehensive course. It's a 30-hour training, which is delivered live over Zoom. And yeah, it's a trauma-informed training and for any professionals working as coaches, counsellors, therapists, um, holistic practitioners, yoga teachers, um, maybe even if you're an educator in any capacity or you're a coach perhaps, and as I say, you would like to be more embodied and bring in a more somatic approach to working with clients, then perhaps that's something that might interest you. And again, I'll put the link on the screen notes. So embodiment is how we connect with our bodies. It's the relationship we have with our bodies and how connected we feel to our bodies. And of course, in order for us to connect with our bodies, we need to feel safe. So safety is the fundamental um, condition that is required in order for us to feel embodied. And it's so interesting because, you know, as I said before, I was sharing various different yogic practices over the years, thinking <laughs> thinking I was embodied, um, but perhaps not as embodied as I thought I was. Um, yeah, it's an it's an interesting concept because here's the thing: we could dance, we could do yoga, but yet not be connected with the movement. Or we could say, for example, go for a run and not be connected with our limits. So in other words, knowing when we've had enough and knowing when it's time to take a break. And 
I guess even if you look at our everyday lives, sometimes that can be tricky too. So even basic things like having to go to the toilet and do a pee. How many times during the day do you override the need to go to the toilet because your mind thinks, I'll do this next task and then I'll go to the toilet. And then when you go to the toilet, you're nearly wetting yourself. <laughs> you're nearly wetting yourself. Like we can bring embodiment down to very basic things, but still it's our body's way of communicating. So there's a lovely dance that happens in, in both therapeutically with clients and also in my groups. And this, this is the exploration of limits, knowing our limits, knowing what is not enough, what, what is too much, and being able to really discern between those two. And if we've never done that before, or we've never been taught how to do that, or if our boundaries have been violated in some capacity, then knowing our limits and befriending our limits is going to be really tricky, really, really tricky. It's like eating, for example. So sometimes we can eat food, but yet not be connected with the feeling of being full or even with our hunger, we can become disconnected from both of those things. Now, that's not to say that we're a bad person or we're a failure if we go over our limits or under our limits. So there is this the kind of dance and body dance that happens when we really start to connect with our bodies. And that's the dance of what's too much and what's too little. And also, it's okay to change your mind. It's really okay to change your mind and it's okay to know, oh God, I went over my limits there. I ate too much or I exercised for too long. Being able to identify and notice when we go over our limits is really, really crucial. So I guess what, what I'm talking about there is, is boundaries and that's a whole other podcast. That's, geez, that's a big one. In fact, embodiment is a huge one. And, you know, we're coming to the end of the, the first podcast and really and truly every podcast, um, on, on this platform could be about the title of embodiment because it is absolutely huge, huge. So, on that note, I think we will close our very first uh, episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, I would really appreciate if you could give the podcast a rating and also if you could subscribe to the podcast because apparently it makes a huge difference in visibility on the platform. And yeah, that would be absolutely fantastic. And I look forward to connecting with you all very, very soon. Take care.